You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Well, power to me, this is your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And today we have a return guest that was on eons ago, it feels, back on episode 175 with his project, Alpha Dogs. Now he's here today with a fire new project, currently on Kickstarter. Just a little bit of time on that. We're going to peep it as we normally do. Let me introduce the man behind the project, the creator himself, the one doing it, Mr. John Dexter. Where my brother? How are you? Well, wow, that's a great introduction. I'm not worthy of it. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, welcome back. I'm glad I uh, have you back on and see that you, that you have kept going. Yeah. And not just with Alpha Dog, but now the Dime Store Detective stuff. And I mean, what is this shoot three? So, wow, we have a lot of catching up to do, John. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. You were one of the first shows I went on when I was first getting into this back in 2021. So... Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, two years. Story. My gosh. Well, a cheers to that. Two years <laughs> survival. You're now a, a sophomore in, in the indie game. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is my seventh uh, Kickstarter. So I've had oh. four for Alpha Dogs. And now this is number three for my other title, Dimester Detective. So it's it's going well. Dimester Detective is funded. We're just about out of time. We've got until Friday at about 11.15 Eastern Standard Time. And it's done. So hopefully we can... Uh, Get a few more backers in here because it's a, it's a terrific story. Just just trying to get the word out. Uh, you, you you got it. All right. So let, let's let's talk about Alpha Dogs just a little bit. You know, what what lessons from Alpha Dogs, you know, did you apply, you know, to Dime Store Detective? A- any lessons in between those? Because, again, this is a, a newer project than we spoke of last time. Different. Oh, yeah. I mean, every campaign is a learning process. When I first did Alpha Dogs, I didn't know anything about an email list or you know, so much preamble, I guess you could say, before the next Kickstarter, you know, three months in advance, start getting the word out about about your new project. So it's it's a learning curve every time you do it. So it's been it's been an interesting process. And Kickstarter hasn't really grown exponentially like I had hope. I think a lot of people hope, but so you're still you're struggling to get the word out and to just to garner, garner garner attention for your project. Do you think that there's anything maybe the the crowdfunding platform itself could do to, to help spread more awareness of, of projects? Or do you think that's just solely on, on the creator? Yeah, I think that's solely on the creator. I mean, Kickstarter does get their third, oh, I can't believe, 10%, I believe. But yeah, I think they... I mean, they do help get the word out by sending out emails to people that have backed your projects. And if somebody, if you if you back somebody's project that's backed yours, you'll get an alert sometimes. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not into the whole marketing, you know, with, with big companies like Kickstarter. It's just, you know, it's up to the creator to really get the word out and spread the message of what you're doing. Right, but I mean, but this is now seven campaigns. So, you know, yeah. what can you tell us, you know, and now these seven campaigns <laughs> awareness, man? Cause I mean, yeah, that's amazing, John. Not not many got people could even, you know, last two campaigns. You yeah, know I mean? it's, I mean, it's tough. It's a lot of um, just building your social media platforms, you know, just 
getting as many friends as you can, you know, building up. I mean, if in my opinion, if you don't have at least 10,000 followers, you mm. know, on all your platforms, be it uh, Instagram, Facebook, X, you know, any of the other ones, then you probably shouldn't launch because the conversion rate is so small. You know, if you send out a thousand emails, you might get a you know, few people to, to back your Kickstarter. So, you know, it's all a numbers game in my opinion. So I, I'm always friending people as much as I can. And, you know, of all the hundred people that I friend, you know, only probably two show interest in what you're doing. So it's, it's really just, you know, there's a lot of the really successful Kickstarters out there. They have an email list of like 5,000 people. I've, I've got 400 people. So it's just, <laughs> it's growing and growing. And, you know, it, it, I go to, I just started going to comic cons last year and went to two this year. I've been to at least six. So that's something that I've really tried my best to really get active with the uh, comic cons to build your email list, to get the word out, to meet people. I grab them as they go by. So, and I was about to ask, yeah, are, are you boothing or are you just, you know, trooping it by foot? No, no, I booth. You know, they, I don't think they really like people walking around handing out flyers, you know. But and, it's a hustle, man. It's the indie hustle sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, no, I always, I pretty much always get a booth. I stay around Michigan just because everything is so expensive now, you know, get a hotel, pay for gas. I'm lucky Michigan has a pretty good Comic Con scene. And I'm right about in the middle of Michigan, so I don't have to travel too far, get a hotel or anything to go to the con. So actually, if anybody's around Michigan, November 12th, 13th, 14th, I'll be at the Motor City Comic Con. Huge. One of the biggest comic cons in America. I'll be there at my table. So come say hi. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's start getting into this over here. Can you give us a brief overview of what readers that are already aware of Dimefield Detective number three, especially in terms of plot development and character arcs. Yeah, so I, I guess I best describe Dimefield Detective as Stephen King's It meets True Detective. You've got a supernatural element to the story, but also it's very much a crime mystery. The old hard-boiled crime stories that you would get from like LA Confidential or, you know, it's 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 a homage in itself uh, of the old dime store novels, you know, that's called why it's called dime store detective. Back in the thirties and forties, you had those dime store novels, those melodramatic covers that were really cool. So in the campaign, I actually have a retro cover for a cover a of dime store detective three, but you know, it, it's very much that hard boiled noir story, but it has an element that I don't think is really in, in comics where you've got a, you know, that hard boiled crime mystery, but also this supernatural element that strings throughout the story. It's about this detective named Donald Mackinder who comes upon this crime scene in the present day. This woman is the third victim of the serial killer. She's left in this pose nude in the Appalachian mountains. And she just so happens to be strung up over the Baylor grounds, the detective's father and uncle had buried multiple bodies 40 years ago when they were involved with this moonshine war. And we go back and forth in the story when we're in the present, we're in color. And then we, when we go 40 years back when the detective is eight years old, it's in black and white to really help keep, keep things simple for the reader. Plus it's, it's got us, you know, that, that style, that black and white old school style that I wanted to incorporate in the story. It's uh, kind of like a really dark version of Dukes of Hazzard because you've got this family, four generations of moonshiners, 
they're feared but respected in their county. And we're talking north North Georgia, close to Atlanta, and Athens is where it takes place. And there's always been this, you know, urban legends about the Appalachian Mountains and disappearances. So I incorporated that. So the geography just worked out for me. And these this family, four generations of moonshiners, the Dixie Mafia comes in. And if you're not familiar with the Dixie Mafia, they're kind of like this. They're a real people, the Dixie Mafia. They were really present in the 60s and 70s. And they were drug runners, hit men. And they come into town, try to push the family out of business. Are, are we so we could talk about this stuff on air then, John? I don't want to set me up over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're safe. They're 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 pretty much done with now. But so this gang comes in and tries to push the family out of business, but they're you know, they're not gonna go quietly and they go to war with these guys, this big gang, odds are against them and as the family is trying to, well, the two cousins, the detective's father and his uncle are trying to find a new place for their still. They come upon this cave hidden in the Appalachian Mountains. And it's got a warning. It's got hieroglyphics on it. Kind of a warning of something's in this cave. And of course, they don't listen. And they come upon this entity that's been trapped by the Cherokee Indians hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And they inadvertently release it. And not to give too much away the story, but we go back and forth between the past and the present. And this entity has perhaps returned after 40 years to wreak havoc on the Mackinder family and Detective Mackinder. So is this entity returned and kind of trying to get the detective's attention? We're going to find out as the story unfolds. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. All right. So are, are there going to be any new characters introduced in this installment? And if so, like what, what roles, if, if you could tease us? That are they going to play in the story? Yeah, well, you know, there's there's a in issue three, there's there's new characters that are introduced. The plot kind of thickens, and we move Hello, along. Pop. Hey, 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 pops, <laughs> he's he's always around. So we really follow the main character, Detective Mackinder. And I'm not a big, you know, I'm a fan of when we really care about our main character, and so we really get to know him and develop his relationship. He's this kid who. As a kid, he's even though the family are, you know, kind of reviled in the county, they're moonshiners, they're troublemakers, but the the father really teaches the kid life lessons. And you get that definitely from the beginning of the story. It's very much the heart of the story, very much uh, the relationship between a father and a son and how the son kind of carries the flame for the family, even though they've been vilified and murderers and I really hated, and he goes into the detective business, and you know, may perhaps is going to try to redeem his family's name. Gotcha. And then you know, I'm going to start showing off the Kickstarter in a moment here, but yeah, how's the feedback from? Has the feedback from readers influenced the direction that you've taken the story at all? No, no. The story was written. Oh, there, it's an eight issue story, and it was written in a span of about two weeks. So. Oh. It was a story that I had written many, many years ago, but there was something missing in it. And I just didn't feel happy with it. It sat for a long time. And then I had listened to this podcast, True Story, about this kid whose father was a hitman for the Dixie Mafia. He murdered many people, did drugs, ran drugs. But the son always, you know, it never diminished the father in the son's eyes. And so I just loved that dynamic and almost that blindness of love that this 
kid has this for his dad. And so that was like, oh, that was my ta-da moment. That's, that's where I got the, the theme of the story, the heart of the story. Once you have your theme, you know, you can really take off. And I had just built it up, built it up. And then it was a kind of a mad rush of release. I wrote an issue like every two days I was writing a whole issue. So all my issues are written out and the feedback has been great. And if you don't have to take my word for it, there's, there was two reviews, independent reviews done on the, on the comic because I feel very confident in my story. So I'd say, Hey, review it. And one guy, he's, he's very critical of a lot of comics, but he really gushed about mine. So if you probably search a, a Google search or I'm sorry, YouTube search, you can probably find the reviews for him and they really enjoyed it. And uh, I've had a lot of people, uh, 60% of people have returned for the next issue. Oh, wonderful. And let's see why they're returning. Well, let me start showing off the wonderful Kickstarter live now. The link is below. Let's check out the trailer so you guys can learn just a tad more. Beautiful art, man. Yeah, it's great. Wonderful, though. I love the panels and the animation you're using for. Thanks. Folks, the links below. You know, if you listen, gotta look up Dime Slowly's chapter number two. You gotta watch. Yep, all the rest of you. Fantastic. There you go, folks. This baby's only on Kickstarter right, right now. We have only 64 hours to go. All right. 83 backers. A salute to you, 83. But we need to. Couple of more, two thousand dollar goal. I mean, as achieved, exactly, it is funded as of this moment at at twenty five. But we need more, folks. More, more, more. So you know, here, here we are. We've started learning about the character a bit. Here's some, some of the wonderful artwork. So you know, talk about that collaboration between your your your, your artists and other team members and, and the visuals, the narrative aspects. You know, coming together to build. Yeah. Art. So Stone Tower Studios, there are Argentina. They are. Did all the production on it. Lucas Sharita, Alfredo, or Origa, and Lucas is, they're all, they do the art, the coloring, it's all encompassing, and the team over there at Stone Tower Studios, I can't praise them enough. They just do a terrific job. They captured that noir style that I wanted. The coloring, you know, it's very much unique, but still definitely harkens to that old school noir and that's the cover that's my throwback cover i wanted very to have it that look of the old you know 1930s 1940s dime store novels the very melodramatic scene you have you know the tied up girl and getting jumped upon by this um villain and the color was just i'm digging the look too man yeah and that's uh that's the the cousins there i'm sorry the brothers there 
And in issue two, not to give too much away, in issue two, the cousin, the brother gets possessed by this evil entity in issue two. And that's, that's the scene for a little ruckus they have. And that's the, my movie theater. Yeah, that's my movie theater poster. You can see. The, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's this over here? What that's the uh, warning. So in issue two, these, the brothers, they, in, you know, enter this hidden cave in the Appalachian Mountains. You know, there's always, like I said, urban legends about people missing and, you know, Sasquatch or whatever that are, that are, <laughs> that are buried in the, the Appalachian Mountains. Well, they come upon this hidden cave, stumble upon it, literally. And as they enter the cave there, before they reach this antechamber, there's this drawing done by the Cherokee hundreds and hundreds of years ago of a warning basically don't approach. And of course the cousins, they do. And they cross this kind of invisible circle that's trapped this evil being that's there. We don't know if it's a demon, it's an alien. We don't know. And the, the uncle is possessed by that being. And after that, I'll kind of all hell breaks loose. And that's the trailer for issue two. It's it. That's also a great trailer too. Gotcha. Yeah. And we got look. Here we go. Here we go. Pledging, folks. Let's start making it happen. We can start yeah. as slow as one dollar because you have a dollar to spare. Why not? You can go without <laughs> that cup of coffee. I mean, not like you could buy for a dollar anyway. So you see what I'm saying? Get more value here and support an independent creator. <laughs> exactly. And it's a 28-page comic. So for a 28-page comic, I'm not asking for too much. You know, there's some that are even more than that for the digital and paper tier. So most comics are 24 pages. Mine's, this one is 28. 28 pages at $7 with a estimated delivery of November of this year, folks. Now, if you want a physical copy, you know, just for five bucks more, you'll get that printed copy where you could smell that ink, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love turning the pages, too. And that's the variant of issue one I offered. Okay. And that's the issue two, which, you know, as you can see, the artwork is just terrific. Yeah, I mean, those, those covers is fire. Then you got issue B for 14. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Cover A, 14 for the uh, current issue. Cover C, 16. All right. Yeah. But again, keep in mind, folks, you know, you want to get a digital PDF and any other unlocked stretch rewards. So there's more to come. We only yeah. got 64 hours left. Let's make this happen. Now, here it goes. This is what we're talking about right here. Getting some value for your buck as well. Dimestore Detective Issues. One, two, and three. PDF 17. That's a great deal. You look to yeah. see what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Heck yeah, folks. And 20 people. See, smart shoppers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've done a lot of this, so a lot of the digital tier. I'm, I'm more of a fan of holding the comic in my hands, but hey, I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> All right, so has your experience in the past six Kickstarters shown you the best things to do, you know, on the side over here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't make the digital tier too cheap because then everybody will do the digital tier, tier. And if you make it too expensive, then people will say, well, I'm not paying, you know, X amount of dollars for a digital. It's not even on paper. So you kind of, have to try to find a happy medium. My last Kickstarter, I, I did the digital t- tier probably cheaper than what I should have. And 
I had a lot of people back the digital tier. So I try to change that up a little bit when I did this one, make it cost effective, still cut, cut people a deal because like I said, for each issue, like again, it's 28 pages, it's not 24. So it's four extra pages to kind of find a happy balance there. So how many campaigns before you learned that lesson? <laughs> I'm still learning, but I, I'm, I'm getting better every campaign. Like I said, if you're not learning, then you're doing something wrong. So excellent. You're never and then we go up. That will be exclusive 17. I mean, look at this right here. So it's and it's it's a signed edition at that. Your name on thank you page. Kickstarter exclusive dime store detective sticker, right? You also get a PDF. And unlock stretch work. Then they go into the bodega and fill up a brown paper bag with goodies. Love it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's only $3 more and you get all the extra perks. So, Yeah, man. I mean, look at these. These are some awesome deals you have here. Are they exclusive for 20 bucks? The number three signed edition, the thank you, the sticker, the PDF. So each one has some great tiers. Now, if you want physical issues of all three, your 35 bucks gets you all three issues. Physical format PDFs. So that way, you, you know, you can see, you see them for you guys that like that. Not me. I like to keep my uh, books free and, and uncaged. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. They got all three covers here. PDF 40. All right. Collector editions. Wepa. All three covers are autographed on this one for 50. All right. Num number three. What is this for? This is the retailer. Yeah, that's the retail tier. So it only ends up being ten bucks a, a comic for for that tier. If you wanna, if you wanna do that, no backers yet. But you never know. You gotta throw it out there just in case. You always gotta add a retailer. Absolutely gotta do that. A custom Barracuda toy car. What are we talking about? Tell me you got a model with you on hand, bro. <laughs> so the Barracuda in our story is kind of a character in itself. I I wanted to make the a car the car in here kind of like. The generally or kid or supernatural car kind of the the barracuda is a 73 plymouth barracuda that the moonshiners drove back in the 70s 80s you know when they were out out running the law the the moonshiners the bootleggers had a have a souped up car and in our story it's the 73 barracuda it's a beautiful car my dad would restore them actually when i was growing up so that kind of gave me a love for them and so the car is passed down from the father to the son. So not only is it in 1981 in the story, it's also in the present day, the detective drives that as, as his car going to crime scene. So it's kind of cool. I like having a character kind of in itself. And who doesn't like love uh, Hemi? <laughs> uh, heck yeah. And, and is that how you're going to package it? Look, ooh, this, it looks dope. Wait, similar yeah. to that, yeah. yeah. It'll be similar to that. Very, yeah. very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, snap. You named this after me. You shouldn't have with the mega bundle. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So it's all covers, all the variants. It's yeah. uh, eight covers in all, every cover that I've done. And some of them I'm getting really low on. So I couldn't, I had to kind of curve that a little bit. So in case anybody wants them, the, the one in the middle for issue two, that one, I only have a few left. So uh, limited. Limited first prints are wrapped, and I think this is a wonderful deal as well. To get every cover physical, what 90? Yeah. Heck yeah, y'all! Heck yes, and the thank yous and all that credit. Come on, folks. He goes, well, There's another retailer times 10 right here. Yeah, wonderful. Check that out. The ultimate bundle, 
This this is all the covers plus issues one through four of my other series, Alpha Dogs, Ooh. which is a great place to to come in on the story with Alpha Dogs because issue the issues one through four are the first story arc. So we start Alpha Dogs with I'm I'm sorry I'm my character seemingly dead on the beach, shot up, and at the end we found out what she can heal. Our dog, main character, Buck, he can regenerate. He has the power to regenerate. So he heals instantly. But there's a mystery of how he ended up on this beach, abandoned and seemingly dead. And throughout the series, we circle back. And at the end of issue four, we find out how he ended up there. So it's it's a great place to to come in at with my other series, Alpha Dog, which has gotten even more popular every issue the, the readership grows. So. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So, so you said this is the first story arc. So what, yeah. what are we doing here? Are we finishing up a dime store first and getting back to Alpha? What, what's possible? Yeah, it's, my plan is to kind of go back and forth with each issue. And then, like I said, Alpha Dogs is, is going to be quite a few more issues, but Dimes for Detective is the eight issue series. So Okay, excellent. Excellent. So talk about this right here, the virtual meet and yeah. greet. Just in case someone wants to meet me, talk to me, I you know got to throw it out there. <laughs> uh, just in case. Hey, seven successful campaigns. I mean, if there's any creator out there, absolutely, I think this is of value to learn from someone that's actually, you know, has succeeded in, yeah, in, in yeah. campaigns. So I think this is this is fantastic value, and not just that, you're getting goodies on top of it. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, and I've been lucky enough that every someone has bought that tier every campaign, so I just keep. I see that you got one back. That's a smart person that finds the value (laughs) in what you do. You know, indies, man, this is how we do it. All right. The one you skipped was the uh, original art tier. That was. Uh, Above 40, there we go. Where is that? Yeah, there and there's yeah. only I'm only doing three of those because the only original art I have is from issue one. The rest the rest were done digitally. And so I only have so many of those, and I'm only giving out three or selling three for this campaign. One is already sold, so there's two left, and I'm I'm keeping most of them. You know, it's 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 your art from your comic, you know, it's probably one of the most important items I, I, I something. Yeah. Um, Let's keep one of them. Yeah, yeah I'm going to keep over half of them because I love them. But <laughs> And there's your preview for that's how we start. Issue three is the female who you saw in the trailer strung up dead in, in the uh, forest. The detectives are meeting with her family to kind of try to uncover her last day and what she did. The artwork is fantastic. It is. Second panel, just looking at the, the facial structure, the lines, the coloring, everything came out so so perfect. Yeah, yeah. Alfredo was terrific. Yeah, I mean, look at this. Just just in the scene, no words, but you you catch the drift of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of not a lot of narration. I, I like the panels to kind of carry the story and, and give you the flow. So it, it feels cinematic that way. Even when yeah. you were in the trailer, like this particular page here, you saw it, it felt like a movie when those pages popped up. Oh man, where are they going? What's popping? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I have a, my background is in screenwriting. So I've write my comics very cinematically. Gotcha. But, but again, look at this team. I mean, how did you feel when you were getting these pages turned in? Yeah. It, it's great. It's, it's, it's wonderful when, 
you have in your mind, you know, when you write it down, when you write the script, you have in mind how it should go. And then it comes out even so much better than what you could imagine. This is great, folks. You see it again. Let's do a quick refresh if anything's changed. All right. <laughs> but I have to back it up. <laughs> it's not cooperating. You, you have shut down the Internet, apparently. That's that's you. Oh, God, don't say that. You have shut down the Internet, bro. All right, let me just get the link again. So th- thank you, technology. It's, it's been yeah. happening the day even prior to the podcast. The audio didn't want to work because that's just how they want to do it. You know what I mean? So there we go. 64 hours to go, 25, 13, 83 backers. Folks, we got to make up. And you can catch up. Supernatural crime mystery, noir, moonshiners, violent. Come on. What do they want to do? Yeah, you're not going to find anything like this on the shelves. If you're tired of superhero stories, you want something different, this is about as different as you're going to get. It's There's not another comic like it. It's, it's very original. It's almost a, its own sub-genre in itself, a supernatural crime mystery, you know, noir story. Yeah. And if this could be anything else, John, anything, why would you want it to be a movie or an animated? movie definitely i think it make a great miniseries you know i i really do let's project it let's make it happen yeah yeah i hope uh hbo comes knocking on my door one day <laughs> they're coming don't you worry don't you worry all right so again folks we have 64 hours to go you know support independent creators like john this is a dope project you know this is third i mean seven projects in he's been kicking ass you know successful let's just keep making it rain independent creators now last words here john before we go do you have any words of advice, you know, for the ongoing folks? Again, seven in, which is impressive. Again, I, 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 I'm seeing you from the first time you came back, came to me 100 in episode 175, and see this growth in those two years, I'm, I'm like, whoa, bro, just, you're inspiring no, me. Love it. Yeah, I mean, I guess just you got to put the work in, you know. I devote at least two hours every day to promoting the comic, and I'm really happy that it's almost over with. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'd just say put the work in, and that's about the best thing you can do, and, and go to cons and build up your social media, build up an email list. That's that's really, that's how I've done it. But there's probably, you know, like I said, you, there's always room for improvement and, and room to grow. So, yeah, if you like, like I said, I, I've been writing screenplays. That was a two-time the Academy Award to put on a screenplay contest, and the winner gets their movie made. Well, yeah, I had written a screenplay. A script called the weeping trees that was a two-time academy award semi-finalist so i was the top 180 out of 7,400 people two years in a row so i know what i'm doing i know how to tell a good story and i can guarantee you that you'll enjoy it and if you know you can contact me in social media i'll even give you issue one pdf for free if you really need some convincing because I, I i really believe that this is a real fun story people enjoy I mean, if they did not see the art that I just showed off that Kickstarter, if that doesn't convince them, they must be blind. And folks, yeah. that's right. Hit them up on social, as you mentioned. They're below. Instagram is alpha underscore dogs underscore comic. And on X at real alpha dog. The links are below. But most importantly, folks, this is what we got to do today, in the next couple, a few hours, right? Support the project. The link is below. You know, check it out on Kickstarter, Dime Store Detective Issue 3, right? The link is below the tiny URL, right? You know, click away, click away until your fingers are sore, you know, and hit up those, those wonderful tiers that are, that are here. And can you repeat, John, 
Where will you be again in person should they want to meet you? I'll be at uh, the Motor City Comic Con November 12th, 13th, and 14th. That's in Novi, Michigan. There we go. You heard it there, folks. I, I know you share it socially and we'll repost it as well. So you guys can be aware, meet the homie, you know, get some signatures and, and of course, support amazing independent creators all over the place. John, thank you once again for hanging out with me, talking about your amazing project. Uh, again, me seeing that growth of yours, you know, from well, a fan to a creator. Thank you, John, brother. Keep, keep killing it, bro. Keep thank you. I appreciate it. And me enter, you know what it is. It's Al Mega coming to say this podcast with amazing John Dexter. Hasta la próxima. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 